Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay, where we look at world soccer every week. This is great stuff. Oh, jogo bonito, as they would say in Portugal and Brazil. Well, one team in uh, Europe has been very busy over the past few weeks uh, getting uh, players uh, ready for next year. As far as contracts are concerned, and I'm talking about Mikel Arteta's Arsenal team, the Gunners have been uh, signing uh, ink to paper here in the past few weeks. One of the men they got under contract for at least another year is David Luiz. We all know David Luiz. If you follow world football, the big Sao Paulo Brazil guy um, has gotten you know, with the flowing hair is going to be there another year, and he has done a great job for that Arsenal midfield. He's probably one of the best midfielders in the world. He can carry the ball. He can be defensive. He can also be offensive. He's got great uh, direct kicks. Uh, so he's on a contract for another year with Arsenal. I know the Gunners fans are happy to hear that. Danny Ceballos has uh, uh, cemented another year with uh, Arsenal as well on a contract. Pablo Mari, he was on loan from Flamengo over there in Brazil, has signed a permanent paperwork, as has Cedric Suarez on loan from Southampton and is now permanent with Arsenal as well. Uh, keeper Brent Leno, you remember him? He was carried off the field during, um, during the Brighton match. Um, severely, he suffered a severe sprain. And luckily, it's all it's all it is. It's nothing else. So um, he should be back in four to six weeks and hopefully working out once again with the team. Uh, promising rookie Gabriel Martinelli. Now, you remember when he got signed, there was a lot of uh, hoopla around this because Martinelli was seen as uh, somebody promising for Arsenal. Well, he has suffered a serious knee injury, it looks like, and he's going to be out for several months. So this is going to put uh, Arteta's uh, imagination to work to see who he can have to fill in that gap because Martinelli had some great reviews as he was coming up through the ranks. So Arsenal has been busy indeed. Now, talk about two teams that are well-known throughout the world, and they've been busy, but they came down to a rather simple deal, Barcelona and Juventus. We're talking about the higher, higher echelon here, folks. They decided to just basically swap midfielders. Arthur Mello not uh, being very impressive at Barcelona, so he's going to go to Juventus, and Juventus is going to send Miralem Pajanic already over to Barcelona. Now, Pajanic apparently has already agreed with Barcelona on a figure as far as a salary is concerned, and the contract paperwork pretty much is all done. But nobody's saying anything about money. Be interesting to see what kind of uh, salary Pajanic is going to get at Barcelona. The guy is real smart. He's very good. He knows how to move the ball. Okay, very good. Moving on now to other things uh, that's going on around. Uh, we had some uh, league action this past week, so let's take a look at that real quick. On Tuesday in the EPL, Leicester City and Brighton played to a 0-0 draw at Leicester. While Tottenham was hosting West Ham, David Moyes' boys are on the verge of the uh, relegation area of the EPL, and they need to need to really get something going. Tottenham shut them out 2 to nothing at Tottenham on Tuesday. Also Tuesday in La Liga, we had Atletico Madrid traveling to Levante with a 1-0 win there for Atletico Madrid. Getafe went to Rio Valladolid, and that was a 1-1 draw, while Athletic Club went to Barcelona, Barcelona winning at home 1-0 with no problem there. Serie A had SPAL hosting Cagliari. That was a 1-0 win for Cagliari. Verona hosting Napoli. That was a 2-0 win there. Uh, Parma beating Genoa 4-1. That was at Genoa. 
and Udinese traveled to Torino, Torino holding serve on uh, home court, one nothing there. Then Wednesday, EPL action once again, Man U hosting Sheffield United with a 3-0 win. Newcastle and Aston Villa went 1-1. Everton went to Norwich and won 1-0. Burnmouth went to Wolves. Wolves holding serve at home, 1-0. And Liverpool wrapping it all up with a 4-0 pasting of Crystal Palace. In La Liga on that Wednesday, it was Real Sociedad hosting Celta de Vigo, and Celta de Vigo came away with a road win, 1-0. Osasuna going to Deportivo Alaves, coming away with a road win there, 1-0. And Mallorca going to Real Madrid, but you don't win very often in the Bernabeu for sure. Real Madrid winning that one, 2-0. Serie A on that Wednesday, Inter and Sassuolo left the defenses on the sidelines, 3-3 draw. Atalanta and Lazio. My, what a game this was. I watched this one on ESPN, and my goodness, I was coming out of my chair about every five minutes, it seemed, because each team put on a great show. Uh, Roma and Sampdoria. Roma won that game 2-1, to one. but going back to the Atalanta and Lazio game, Atalanta won the game 3-2, and Atalanta uh, was down 2-0 going into almost about the 60th minute of the second half, and Atalanta decided, you know what, we need to wake up and win this game. Now, let's look at these two teams real quick, Lazio and uh, Atalanta. Now, Lazio currently sits in, are you ready for this? I know some of you don't know this. They're in second place, folks, right on the heels of Juventus in Serie A. Yes, Lazio, the other team in Rome. They are coached by Simone Inzaghi. This guy is amazing. He's young. He's energetic. He knows how to connect with the players. He's got them playing at 100%, and he's got them playing smart. The ball movement through the midfield is amazing. The uh, recovery off defense is amazing, too. He's been with the team since 2016. you got to like what you see with this guy. Lazio is really for real. Their uh, goalie is the Albanian national goaltender, Thomas Strakosha. Now, remember, Albania, back when uh, when we had the uh, Iron Curtain and all that, Albania was unknown. The soccer talent was unknown. The Albanians over the year have come into the European leagues and have shown what they can do, and they are really, really good. Thomas Strakosha is an excellent keeper, and I'll tell you what, Lazio would be good to hold on to him for a while. You've got Sergei Milanovic, born in Spain, playing for Lazio. You've got Felipe Caicedo from Colombia. Boy, if you've ever watched him play in the Ball tournament, you know who Caicedo is. He plays right up front. He's muscular. He's strong. He's good with the ball, and he can finish. He is a, a real uh, player to watch. Now, Marco Paolo from Italy. He's the vice captain of uh, Lazio, doing a great job in the midfield. You've also got uh, Senad Lulic. Now, he's the captain of the team, and he's from Bosnia. Great player. You've got Johnny from Spain, along with Luis Alberto, two real well-known names. And then, of course, from Brazil, you've got Lucas Leva and Luis Felipe. They are really good players. This Lazio team is loaded. They've got talent. And uh, hopefully they're going to get a little more payroll to work with. But they right now have got a great team. And I hope this all keeps going for them because it's going to make that Lazio-Roma series and that rivalry just a little more intense, which is always a good thing for world football. Now, on the other side, you've got Atalanta. This team plays up in Bergamo, which is up on the northern Italian border. They are coached by Gian Piero Gasparini. This guy has been around since 2016 as well with the team. Uh, he's got them playing real well. And Gasparini, the thing about him, he's a tactician. He knows how to make the team work. He knows how to move people around and make them get into the right position. He knows where the ball has got to go and come from. 
Okay, you've got Pierluigi Golini as the goalkeeper. He's from Italy. You've got Papu Gomez from Argentina, along with Jose Luis Palomino, two excellent players on the Argentinian national team. Luis Manuel and Duvan Zapata from Colombia. If you ever watch Zapata play, oh, he he's something else. He can really move that ball. He knows what to do with it once he gets it, and he knows exactly where to go with it. You've got Roland Gunsens and uh, Leonard Giaspora. They're from, both from Germany, excellent players as well. And then you've got this guy from the Ukraine, and he is something else indeed. Malinovsky, look out for him on the Ukrainian national team. This guy scored a goal in the game for Atalanta. Let me tell you what, it came from about 25 yards out, and by the time the ball was in the goal, the goalie had just started his dive. That's how fast that ball was moving. It went in the upper corner, and it had smoke coming out of the back of it. Holy smokes. Malinovsky from Ukraine, he's got Atalanta really playing hard. So these are two teams in the top 10 of the Serie A, and nobody would ever thought they would have been there. These are two teams that usually are in between the 10th and the 15th place in the table, maybe a little bit lower. But Lazio's in second, Atalanta in sixth. Look out, folks. Uh, the Serie A is getting to be a little more competitive, and it's really getting exciting. By the way, Atalanta has scored 23 goals in their last six games. That's right, 23 goals in the last six games. Sounds like a team to keep uh, keep an eye on indeed. Now, Thursday this past week, you had Watford and Burnley. Burnley winning at home 1-0. Arsenal went to Southampton, came away with a 2-0 win. And then the big one was Chelsea and Man City. Chelsea winning at home 2-1. Frank Lampard's team putting on an excellent show against a tough Pep Guardiola team from Man City. In La Liga, Ibar hosted Valencia. And that was a 1-0 win for Ibar. It was Espanyol traveling from Barcelona over to Real Betis at Sevilla. And that was a 1-0 win for Real Betis. Espanyol, unfortunately, in the bottom slot at La Liga. Then on Friday, we had Sevilla and Real Valladolid playing at Sevilla with a 1-1 draw. We had Juventus hosting Leche. Not much of a game there. We didn't think it was going to be one. Juventus winning easily 4-0 in that one. In the EPL on Saturday, it was Villa, um, Aston Villa, that is, hosting Wolves. Wolves coming away with a 1-0 win. And then in La Liga, Bilbao uh, hosted Mallorca. That was a 3-1 win. Celta de Vigo and Barcelona going 2-2. Osasuna hosting Leganes. Osasuna coming away 2-1 winners. Atletico Madrid hosting Deportivo Alaves in Madrid. 2-1 there for Atletico Madrid. Serie A. So uh, Brescia and Genoa playing at Brescia with a 2-2 draw. It was Cagliari um, hosting Torino, 4-2 win there. Lazio hosting Fiorentina, Lazio winning at home, 2-1. Then the final day of the German Bundesliga was Saturday, and boy, what a game it was because Bayern Munich came away with a uh, championship there. We'll go down all the scores for you. Hoffenheim shutting out Borussia Dortmund, 4-0 at Dortmund. It was Mainz going to Leverkusen, Leverkusen winning 1-0. Hertha Berlin lost on the road at Gladbach 2-1. Bayern Munich going to Wolfsburg and just making an absolute surgical display of football. 4-0 was the final there. Bayern Munich coming away with a championship. Paderborn going to Eintracht Frankfurt and Frankfurt winning at home 3-2. Cologne going to Werder Bremen. Cologne winning on the road 1-0. Freiburg hosting Schalke. 4-0 win there for Freiburg. Augsburg hosting Leipzig. Leipzig winning on the road 2-1. And Fortuna Dusseldorf going to Union Berlin, and they were shut out by Union Berlin 3-0. We will go over the league standings in a few minutes on uh, all these uh, different teams. 
Then on Sunday, we had uh, Southampton in the EPL going to Watford, and that was a 3-1 win for Southampton there. In La Liga, it was Real Betis going to Levante, Levante winning 4-2, Valencia traveling to Villarreal, Villarreal winning at home 2-0, Granada hosting Ibar, Ibar winning on the road 2-1, and Real Madrid going to last place Espanyol in Barcelona. Real Madrid, even though they were on the road and playing the last place team, still came away with a win, one nothing there. In Serie A, AC Milan hosting Roma in a uh, always what is you might want to call a friendly grudge match, <clears throat> if there is a, such a thing in Italian football. AC Milan winning the game 2-0. Atalanta on the road, and again, not scoring less than three goals. 3-2 three win over Udinese. Bologna going to Sampdoria, winning 2-1. It was Verona going to Sassuolo, and again, they left the uh, defenses on the sidelines. 3-3, that score there. SPAL traveling to Napoli for a 3-1 loss. And then Inter going to Parma. That was a 2-1 win for Inter on the road. On Monday, Burnley traveled to Crystal Palace in the EPL. And that was a 1-0 win for Burnley. Uh, Coming up on Tuesday, we've got Man United at Brighton. That's on NBCSN at 3.15 Eastern time. That's the EPL. In La Liga on Tuesday, and this will be on BN Sport. If you want to watch beginning at 1.30 Eastern time, it's a double header of games. Celta de Vigo going to Mallorca and Atletico Madrid at Barcelona, which, of course, is a big headline of a game. But I'll tell you what, you might want to tune in the Celta de Vigo-Mallorca game because it's being played at Mallorca. And the Mallorca Stadium sits right on the ocean. I mean, folks, this is the only way to watch football, right? You're sitting there in the stands, maybe about halfway up. You look out over the other side of the stadium, and there's the ocean. Okay? It doesn't get any better than this. So uh, Celta de Vigo going to Mallorca, that's at 1.30 Eastern Time, 12.30 Central on BN Sport. Just nothing else. Watch it for the scenery because Mallorca is drop-dead gorgeous, okay? Just absolutely, uh, really, really pretty. So uh, now Serie A is being shown regularly on ESPN. So Tuesday, you might get lucky on ESPN and watch Lazio at Torino and also Juventus at Genoa, which should be a pretty good game because Genoa is showing some uh, life here lately in their games. Okay, so let's get over to the uh, league standings now as uh, the way things are going. Bundesliga has finished up, as we said. Uh, they are now finished for the season. They, they played a whole bunch of games in a whole little bunch of time. So uh, Bayern Munich comes up on top, 82 points. They played uh, very well throughout the year. Uh, but I'll tell you what, <clears throat> the second-place team, don't count them out. They could be around next year or the year after because, yeah, they've got Arjen Holland, who is from uh, Norway, this kid, when he came to uh, Dortmund in the midseason, he made an immediate, I mean capital I, immediate impact on the Bundesliga. He can score. He can handle the ball. He can run like the wind. He can uh, head the ball out of the air and anywhere, anytime, and he is six foot three. Uh, he is a scary thing to watch, but he's also, if you're into football, he's beautiful to watch. When he handles that ball and he gets uh, going on a fast break or a counterattack, he is something to see. Watch him off the ball. He's just amazing. Okay, so you got Dortmund ending up in second place, which is good for them. That's 69 points. Leipzig came in third at 66 points. Mönchengladbach, 65 points. And Bayer Leverkusen at 63 points. That's the top five. So basically, Bayern Munich was kind of out by themselves. Then you had two through five, uh, basically all kind of bunched together. But then in the sixth place, you had Offenheim. 52 points. They just could not keep pace with what was going on above them. 
Wolfsburg then right behind them at 49, then Freiburg at 48, Eintracht Frankfurt at 45 points, Hertha Berlin came out of the gate there after the pandemic break, very, very hot, cooled off a little bit, got a win when they needed it toward the end, and came in in 10th place with 41 points, a decent showing, but I'll tell you what, the Hertha Berlin fans are looking at something more important. They finished ahead of Union Berlin, and that's very important to them. So Hertha Berlin ends up in 10th place with 41 points. Now, at the bottom of Bundesliga, we've got a situation developing where you've got Werder Bremen, which is in that uh, that next to, next to next to last place. Okay, so they may have a playoff with either Stuttgart, Hamburg, or Heidenheim from the second Bundesliga division. That game will take place here in the next couple of days, and whoever wins that game, they'll figure out who gets uh, stays up in the Bundesliga or maybe goes down into Bundesliga two. But unfortunately, uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf and Paderborn are going to go down to Bundesliga two because they ended up in the last two places of the Bundesliga. So we'll keep you posted on that Werder Bremen playoff. Okay, moving over to the EPL. Uh, Liverpool winning the EPL title, 86 points. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, what a, what a year he put together. This team just played like a machine. And if you watched in any of their games, the passing was on uh, target. The uh, ball movement was amazing. The movement off the ball was just incredible. I mean, this team is really something to watch. Man City was in second place. Goodness gracious, 23 points behind them. Man City, 63 points. All right, listen, you know, Pep Guardiola, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the best coaches in the world. But uh, Jurgen Klopp just showed what he could do with his team. I think if uh, Pep maybe makes a trade or two, gets a good free agent, he could put Man City right up there on Liverpool's heels. Leicester City coming in third at 55 points. Chelsea, 54 points for Frank Lampard of the boys. Then Wolves, 52 points. Man United, 49. Then Tottenham, 45. Burnley, 45. Burnley, a good year. Uh, anytime you end up in the top 15 and you're Burnley in the EPL, you had a good year. Sheffield United, 44. And Arsenal, 43. Okay, West Ham, Burnmouth, and Aston Villa all toward the bottom of the EPL at 27 points. Now. West Ham, David Moyes was hired at West Ham to keep them away from relegation. He, among other teams, he's got a couple of games left, and one of those games is Frank Lampard's Chelsea. So David Moyes has got to find a win or at least two ties, at least to get two points and just keep the points coming positive, but he cannot afford a loss at this point. So I'm hoping West Ham will stay up in the, in the EPL. You don't want him to get relegated. This is a franchise that dates back to, what, the 1890s, I believe, uh, this is a really, really old franchise, storied franchise there in England. So good luck to the uh, Hammers there with David Moyes. Okay, Burnmouth and Aston Villa there, and then Norwich City coming up last at 21 points. So we'll see what happens there. They still got, as I said, a couple of games left in their season for all the teams. In La Liga, we've got a race going. Real Madrid has jumped over Barcelona, gone into first place. The boys at the Bernabeu are now leading the league 71 points. Barcelona, but right behind them in 69. Atletico Madrid, 58. Sevilla's at 54. Villarreal is at 51. Hetafe, 50. Real Sociedad, right behind them at 48. Then Valencia at 46. Atletico Bilbao at 45. And then Granada at 43. And down at the bottom of La Liga, Mallorca, Leganes, and Espanol are at the bottom three. We don't want Mallorca to get relegated because, at least if nothing else, when they come on TV and show that shot of the stadium, it's, it's breathtaking. 
So, but Mallorca, hey, Mallorca's got some talent, and Mallorca needs they can be they can play better than this. So I'm hoping they will not get relegated. But Mallorca, Leganés, and Espanol are at the bottom of La Liga. They need to figure out amongst themselves who's not going to go down to the next level. Serie A, we've got Juventus at 69 points. Lazio right behind them at 65. Again, Lazio, a lot of people just can't believe that. Inter at 61. And then Atalanta at 57. Roma at 48. Uh, Napoli at 45, Milan 42, Verona 39, Parma 39, and Cagliari at 38. Lecce, Brescia, and SBAL are down at the bottom of Serie A, and uh, they have a little bit of work to do to see, make sure not one of them goes down into the bottom. Okay, don't forget next month, Champions League starts August 7th with uh, the round of 16 second legs and then the quarterfinals and then the semis and final all through the month of August. That will be played at that mad magnificent soccer stadium there in downtown Lisbon, Portugal. Then the Europa League is going to be following sort of along the same lines, August 5th through the 6th, August 10th through the 11th, August 16th and 17th, and then August 21st. Those rounds, uh, the first uh, those, uh, three rounds will be played at Cologne, Duisburg, Dusseldorf, and Gel- Gelsenkirchen. But then the final is going to be at that fabulous stadium, Rhine Energy Stadion in Cologne, Germany. Okay, that's going to do it for Kicks and Dribbles this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Dan McClay. Lauren McClay is the producer of the show. John Dang handles the sound. DC McClay handles ideas and novelties. And so, now folks, please remember, wash your hands and social distancing, and we can knock out this corona, whatever it is, in due time. So please, let's wash our hands and just social distancing, so let's watch everything else. And please, don't let yourself have too many yellow cards. <laughs>